Hi, I'm Carl Payton, pastor of Transformation Church RVA. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for checking out this sermon. I also wanted to bring to your attention something that is close to our hearts here. While our team has prayed that this message would stir within you a desire to know more about Jesus and be more like Him, our desire is that it would only be supplemental to your faith journey and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word of God proclaimed. I'm so glad that you've joined us today, and uh, you are online, uh, peeps, everybody. I'm just glad that you've come, and uh, we're getting to celebrate another Sunday, another day to uh, look to Jesus um, and allow His Word and through worship, uh, wasn't worship great, uh, to allow all of this to stir us internally and transform us from the inside out. That's what we're all about here. That's what we look for, is to see God encounters that are transformative. Not just an information exchange, not just Sunday as usual, but a Sunday today that could change your life. And um, So I'm, I'm just grateful for a time in His Word. And today is a big Sunday because we are kicking off our series called Bold. And so bold, uh, as my boy Ian would do, um, just bucking. Um, anyway, not doing that anymore. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, anyways, uh, so bold, week one, uh, uh, and we're talking about today, amazing boldness. Now, some of you are already maybe checking out and being like, I'm not bold. I'm not created that way. I don't have those bents, but I would encourage you uh, to kind of stick with me. Stick with the Word of God today as we walk through. Uh, I am sure that there is something for you today. So this will last for the next four weeks, and next Sunday, we are meeting here. That's right. Um, We sent out our reopening plan 10 a.m. next Sunday. Man, I am so stoked to see you. We'll be socially distancing. We'll be safe. Everything is going to be taken care of. Um, And you'll see a video later this week on what to expect. But listen, um, Sunday is coming, and we're so excited about that. So four weeks in the book of Acts. um, In the New Testament, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the Gospels, and then there's Acts. And Acts is written by this guy named Luke. Luke was a medical doctor and known kind of as a skeptic. Um, So he would go around and check and get all types of sourcing for his his, uh, writings. And so one thing I can assure you is that his writings in the Bible are so um, accurate, as everything is, but but, uh, God-inspired. Uh, But Luke had a special bent and a special way of writing that was so impactful. Um, And so he wrote about the early church in Acts and how it birthed and how what we do today, how it all started. And one of the markers of the early church was boldness. Right where you're at, kind of tap your neighbor on the shoulder. If you're by yourself, just poke yourself in the chest. Be like, bold, bold. Um, So 
let's answer this question first, kind of how are we defining boldness? What is boldness? Uh, you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles if you'd like to Acts chapter 4, and we're going to be uh, starting in verse 8 and kind of working 8 through um, 10, and then we'll look at verse 13, uh, Acts chapter 4. Uh, and we're defining boldness this way. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. I'll say it again. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. What you believe um, determines how you behave. You know this to be true. You and I both know this to be very true, that what you believe determines how you act. It determines how you behave. For instance, um, if you believe, um, if you're the type that you're worried about how, what people think, you're going to behave more timidly. You're going to act reserved um, because you're concerned um, about what people think. If you believe you're going to fail at something, how many of you just automatically default to, I'm going to foul this up? Uh, you will probably behave more cautiously. Uh, so yes, what you believe will determine how you behave. And I believe that what God is going to teach us in Acts is that he is calling us and empowering uh, you and I to be more bold through his Holy Spirit uh, to do bold things and to be more bold. Uh, by the time you leave this service today, uh, you're going to be hearing bold in your head every three seconds, and I hope that's the case. So uh, today, there's a term in our text, it says boldness, and so uh, that comes from the Greek, that's, uh, the Greek word parasia, which means outspokenness, assurance, courage, confidence, and to act without fear. To act without fear. So the next three weeks, today, we're just going to be talking really about a guy named Peter and his boldness. And the following three weeks, we're going to talk about bold prayers. So next week, we're going to talk about bold prayers right here in the sanctuary. Uh, we're going to talk about bold speaking. How to be bold with our uh, speech. And then uh, the last week of this series, we're going to talk about bold obedience. What does it look like to just follow Jesus boldly, courageously, bravely? Um, now, next week's going to be huge. So I really hope that you either join us online, we'll be live streaming, or join us in service uh, because many of our prayers aren't that bold. We pray to a God that could probably fit in a shoebox. Uh, by some of our prayers. But we're going to talk next week about how to pray big, bold prayers because we have a big, powerful God. And so today, I want to introduce you. If you don't know him, most, if you've grown up in church, you probably have heard of this guy before, but his name is Peter. And my prayer through introducing Peter in our series is that you would start living a life that people would say, wow, they really are bold. They are boldly living out their faith. Uh, Peter was known for his bold intentions and timid actions. So he was uh, really like 
brazen on the front end and loud and, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then when it came time to act, he was kind of not good. Um, you may be that way this day. You're kind of like, you, you can talk it up real big on the front end, but uh, when it comes to action, you don't always follow through. Uh, well, you should feel at home today because Peter was this way. In fact, uh, when Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, he told his disciples that, hey, I'm going to the cross and uh, y'all are all going to deny me and flee. And Peter spoke up and he said, no way, no way. I would never do that. I would never deny you. And sure enough, Jesus is arrested and Jesus is standing there in the courtyard. And um, Jesus had predicted this, that Peter would deny him three times before the rooster crows. And, and what happened? Of course, Peter denies him three times. The rooster crows. Peter realizes, man, um, I was really bold up front, but I didn't really follow through. This same guy, Peter, Jesus has ascended and said, hey, I'm going to send uh, the Holy Spirit to you to comfort you and empower you. And so... Peter, they're all up in the upper room. The Holy Spirit comes. The power comes down. Tongues of fire. Really interesting reading and, and, and a powerful story if you want. It's at just a couple chapters earlier here. And Peter, this bold guy who usually falls through on the back end, comes out of the upper room and boldly proclaims to thousands of people standing there, you corrupt generation. You just killed the guy who came here to save you. And how many got saved? 3,000. Man, talk about boldness. Talk about courageousness. Um, where we find ourselves today uh, in chapter 3 of Acts, Peter and John heal um, a guy who's, who's been lame. He's been a beggar uh, for 40 years. Years Now, I'm not saying like, like he's lame like you would think uh, a 40-year-old would be. Uh, he was lame in the sense that he, could, he couldn't walk. And so they, Peter and John, walked up to him and healed this crippled beggar and upset some people. We find uh, here in 3, um, in the first part of 3, he heals the crippled beggar. And then in verse, starting in verse 12 of chapter 3, he preaches in the temple, and then all of a sudden, um, the captain, temple guard, uh, some soldiers, and some Pharisees show up. This is the, the scene we're entering, and they arrest Peter and John. They arrest him. Um, so we're going to read that real quick. Uh, they brought him to trial. Um, so uh, here in chapter 4, I'm actually going to read a little bit uh, before our text. You don't have to read along, but just to fill in the story, while Peter and John were speaking to people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. Somebody say amen. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, they put him in jail until the morning. But many of the people who heard the message believed, and it's so number. Uh, so the number of believers now totaled five thousand. It grew two thousand people just in that time, uh, not counting women and children. The next day, 
at uh, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? These guys are upset. Now let me just paint the picture of what a Sanhedrin council um, looks like. They put you in the center if you're on trial, and then they all circle you to intimidate you. And that's where we find ourselves today. This, this guy Peter is about to show some amazing boldness. So read with me in verse 8 here. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, you catch that? The Holy Spirit said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Here's where the Holy Spirit kicks in and the boldness ramps up. Watch this, verse 10. Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Now, he not only jabs the knife in, but he turns it here and he says, the man you crucified, but whom God has raised from the dead. Wow. Crazy boldness. Uh, Because, why, why do you think this is bold? One, he realizes that despite his current situation, that all these people could kill him. They could put him to death. He's on trial here And despite his life being on the line, he speaks with amazing truth and boldness. You see, because the the Sanhedrin, the the Sadducees here, didn't believe in the resurrection. Um, And so this was almost a declaration of war when he said that in the name of Jesus, the guy you crucified, but who was raised from the dead. I have three things for you today. So this is kind of the story. Verse 13 is really where I want to pull from. And we'll move quickly here. Verse 13 says, uh, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been With Jesus. Number one. Bold facts. Okay. Number one. God gives ordinary people extraordinary boldness. I want to make sure you write that down if you're filling in the blanks. God gives ordinary people extraordinary bonuses. uh, uh, Boldness. Now, in Acts 4.13, we see that the leaders could see that Peter and John were Ordinary men with no special training in the scripture. The Greek here is idiotes. You know what word we get from that, right? The, the New Living Translation here uh, is very generous. The, the um, 
people who translated the Bible very generous here uh, by saying ordinary men because the literal translation would have been um, these idiots. And so basically what verse 13 says here is that these leaders were amazed at the boldness of these idiots. Now, this should give you and us, you and me, hope. Um, You might look at yourself and consider yourself big on intellect, um, but I have found myself and said some things that um, have been idiotic. Uh, uh, My family will attest to that. Um, But... There's this, there's many of us have this feeling like I'm just ordinary or um, I don't have that, the, the skill set or the talents to do, to be bold. Like you're talking about, Pastor, I don't know how to do that. Well, these guys were ordinary men. They were ordinary men. And it's hope for you and I. Um, basically, what these guys were saying in the South, they would say it this way. Uh, they would say, bless their hearts. Yeah, I used to think that was so sweet until I realized it was always accompanied by like they should know better or wow, they're real special or, you know, that that, that you're not very smart. Bless their heart. Bless their heart. Um, but this is kind of the picture of these saying these Sadducees here. They're looking at these guys and saying, how are these ordinary men so bold? Um You today might say, I'm not a mature Christian or I'm not a preacher. Uh, But listen, anybody watching this today can have boldness. Anybody. Stay-at-home moms, students. You might say, hey, I'm just a regular guy. Maybe you'll say, you know, I'm just trying to be a good husband. How can I even be bold? Well, listen, there's different ways to be bold. Um, Next time you're in a fight, uh, there is nothing more bold than to uh, be amidst a fight and walk away. That is bold. Um, dress modestly. Dress modestly. That is bold. Um, when all of culture seems to be getting slimmer and slimmer on, on what modesty looks like, dressing modestly would be a bold thing to do. Um, not sleeping around is bold in 2020. Uh, I, my wife and I watch uh, The Bachelor, um, and it's changed a lot over the years. And look, don't send me any emails. I don't want to hear all your, um, you should watch that. Well, it's, it's pretty wild. So yeah, it, we watch it. Um, the, uh, and it, it's really, really wild to watch how some of these relationships work out. Um, but particularly, one stood out to me this season um, her name was Madison, and Madison got right to the end of The Bachelor, and she showed some ex- just wild boldness for her faith. Her faith, she's a Christian, she, her faith said that she was saving herself for marriage, and so she communicated that to The Bachelor and said, hey, listen, um, this isn't going to happen, um, and look, uh, if, if anything else, she actually caught a lot of flack for these statements around being bold for her faith. But listen, um, there's lots of ways to be bold. Read your Bible uh, in front of your kids. Um, 
Don't go to certain movies. That, that could even be bold. There's ways to be bold without being a preacher, without being charismatic or extroverted. You can be bold. Number two, um, your boldness will amaze the world. Your, mold, your boldness will amaze the world. Here in 13, the verse we're working out of, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Um, and there's in your fill-out sheet, there's actually, I wrote a question and a scale for you. Um, because I, I just have a simple question that this stirred in my heart. When was the last time someone was amazed by your boldness for Christ? When was the last time somebody was caught off guard by your commitment to Jesus? It's, it's scaled from 1 to 10. So 10 being, man, this happens all the time. People are always amazed by my boldness. If you rate yourself a 10, um, come see me. I, I, wanna, I want your secrets. Um, also pray because you're probably lying to yourself. Um, uh, but on one, one being, man, it's been a long time since anybody's been amazed by my boldness. Your walk with Christ should be a growing boldness. So rate yourself. Go ahead and circle something on there. Um, when was the last time someone was amazed by your boldness? And then number three, um, Spiritual boldness, this is very important, spiritual boldness comes from knowing Christ. Spiritual boldness comes from knowing Christ. Um, Acts 4.14, um, very, uh, 4.13, I'm sorry, uh, very interesting way this ends. Uh, so they said, we recognize that these are just ordinary guys, no special training. And then they say at the very end of 13, they say they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Can I tell you something? People will know what you're around. People will pick up on what your influences are. So many of us say we can't be bold, but... I would say probably our main problem is not boldness, but it's knowing Jesus. Uh, you see, the goal is not boldness. The goal is knowing Christ. Boldness is a byproduct of knowing Christ more and more. I put a little circle on there for you to fill out. Number one, you can put time. Time with Jesus. Number two, uh, you can put faith. Number three, you can put boldness. And then uh, number four, you can put results. You see, time with Jesus builds your faith. The more faith you have, the more bold you become. And, and can I tell you something? The more bold you become for Jesus Christ, the more bold you become, the more results you see. And when you start seeing results in your family, you see, start seeing results in your education, you start seeing results at your job site, you start seeing results in your marriage, let me tell you what will happen. You will want to spend more time with Jesus. 
So it's a constant circle going around and around. And I just have to be real frank with you today. Most of us, like I said, boldness is a byproduct. Um, There are other byproducts that will be defined by where you spend your time. Um, No different than if you hang out with people uh, who smoke cigarettes, you're going to smell like a cigarette. Um, If you hang out with people who gossip and talk bad about others, you know what you're going to do? You're going to be gossiping. You'll catch yourself gossiping and talking about others. You find yourself around negative people. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with a negative bent on life. Where you spend your time, I'll tell you what, if you, sp- you come spend five minutes, ten minutes with me in my office, and I can tell you where you spend most of your time. And I'm afraid as Christians, we may spend our time in places that are not Christ-like, that are not His Word, that are not prayer and communication with Him. And so then we question and wonder why we're not seeing any results. We question and wonder why our faith isn't stronger. We question and wonder why don't we see miracles and boldness and and God doing big things like He used to do here in Acts. And I'll tell you why. It's because we're just not spending enough time with the Lord. If you want more faith, if you want more boldness, if you want to see results. Spiritual boldness comes from knowing Jesus, being around Jesus. It goes on and on through the book of Acts about their boldness. It goes on and on about the miracles that happened. In fact, in Acts 4.20, just a few verses down, it says, We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. As I close today, when I think about the Lord and all that He has done for me, I can't help but tell people about it. I can't help it. I think an overflow of getting closer and closer to Jesus is that it just overflows out into your conversations. It overflows out into your actions. And my heart, my prayer today through this series is that something through the Holy Spirit through the Word of God, stirs up inside of you such a boldness that your family comes to know Jesus, that your neighbors come to know Jesus, that uh, people are healed in the name of Jesus when you pray, that, um, that depression flees at the presence of Christ in you. Man, that's, that's my prayer today. And my heart for you is not just to be bold, to be bold, but that in knowing the Jesus that we know, that you cannot be silent, you cannot sit still, you cannot stand back, but you stand firm and you look out and you declare the good, right things of God and the good news of Jesus Christ to all those around you.
to your heart, even starting with your family. Would you pray with me today? Father, I pray right now for those who don't know you. That in this very moment they want to. That your Holy Spirit is wrestling inside of them and they have a desire to know this Jesus. I ask that they would pray this prayer. Father, I know that I am a sinner and I am in need of your grace. Would you forgive me of my sins? I give my life to you. Would you be the Lord of my life? I believe that you died and rose again to make me right with God. And Lord, today for those who may think this boldness thing is out of their league or not a part of their DNA, Lord, I I pray through your Holy Spirit that you would awaken inside of them that their true DNA was created and designed by you. That anyone, no matter how ordinary, can be bold. And that people will be amazed by their boldness. And Lord, that you would stir within us just a knowledge that knowing you more will create a faith that produces boldness, that gets results. And God, we give you praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.